What's up, homies, and welcome to No One's Homies, episode 14. This is Clown. This is Mark. What's up, everybody? Um, we were supposed to have Johnny on the show today. He couldn't make it because he's sick. We hope he feels better soon. Yes, and for sure we'll have that episode come up anyways, mm-hmm. so just stay tuned for that. That's in the books. Yeah, we're going to talk about environment stuff, and he wants to start his own podcast, so we want to talk to him about that too. And also, he'll get to see like what it's like to record something. I'm sorry if my voice is kind of raspy. I'm not really sure why it is. Maybe it's the weekend. It's the end of the weekend, so maybe your body's just like you. You you um. You need sleep. Yeah, you know, you you had a hard weekend. You went you went out, both nights though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, in other news, in other news that many of you might already know, uh, the EP is out on Spotify. On Spotify. That's the disclaimer. Yes. Um, I guess some people know. Some people are like it's their first chance to really have the like an app to really hear it. Which was the more surprising part, nga. But yes, uh, we're happy that it's on a, a wider platform. Then SoundCloud is good for you know. We appreciate it for what it is. And but it, every- it was it was a lot of people used SoundCloud at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like but, college. But it's it's clear that Spotify is how you can reach more people. I mean, even with this podcast, you're probably listening on Spotify. If we posted yeah. this on like SoundCloud, I don't think we'd have as much listeners Agreed. by far. Yeah, and so. If you uh, ha- haven't given the EP a listen yet, please do check it out on Spotify. You can find our profile, No One's Home, there. Please. Uh, it's not connected to our podcast profile. We don't know how to do that. Yeah. They're separate entities. So, But um, No One's Home. Yeah. It, it, it's called the Home Alone EP. EP. So yes. please, if you enjoy our podcast, check out the music. Yes. Because we put as much work into that. And also, I am going out of town on Tuesday. So, Today's um, Sunday. Yeah, so Tuesday, July 2, I'm going out of town. I will catch you guys back in after like 10 days. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Mark will take the reins if he has his own episode. We'll see how it goes. I have to think <laughs> about it. You know? It's your moment, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, go off the rails. That's <laughs> what I'm looking yeah. forward to. And... Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all of the like. Oh, Miguel Daes, a friend of ours, leaving for Norway. Yes, if you listen to our last episode, mm-hmm. our friend Migs is doing um another CISV village. Village. He's uh, what do you call them? He's uh, an international staffer. So he'll be um handling it with a bunch of other people from all over the world mm-hmm. in Norway. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, I know for a fact, like in Europe right now, it's summer, right? Yes. And and like the sun sets at midnight over there. Yes, kind of crazy. They they put up uh, when I went to Norway for camp. They had to put up um like blinds. Yeah, like illustration just, boards just to get you to sleep. It has to be blacked out. It's yep. kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I think that's that's about it for stuff that we. Oh, and thank you everyone who's given us <laughs> good feedback. Oh my god, that more it was short sighted. It was me. more on the EP since yes. of the like you know the timing of it coming out and stuff, mm-hmm. and I think. Like I would say, I'm more like pleasantly surprised about the reception or the re reception mm-hmm. it got. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a chance to talk a little bit. We're gonna spend our thinking block talking about the EP and some of the yes processes we went through in making it. We kind of had to plan this short notice since, like we said, Johnny couldn't make it. Which is we're not holding it again. He no, got yeah, sick. No, no, like no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a valid. So we just wanted to have an episode because, like we said, Klaus is also leaving, mm-hmm. and we decided. Um, a pretty relevant topic for us to talk about was the EP. Since we just dropped yeah. it. We're calling it like a companion piece, maybe like a behind the scenes, our thoughts about sure. how we ended up where we are in terms of the musical aspect of No One's Home. Yeah. You can actually play this episode while playing the EP and then <laughs> you, you you can hear us commentating <laughs> on each of the songs it's as you can see on Half-Baked Molded. Uh, two Gen- minutes and three <laughs> seconds. Genius behind the lyrics. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll talk a bit more about the EP later. But for now, let us talk about what we are consuming. Okay, I'm gonna go watch some TV. One, two, three. Let's order Oh, sorry. Great soup, Mrs. Q. Mmm. <laughs> okay, so we're in. 
what are what we are consuming. What we are consuming. Yeah. Sometimes we get the R and the we <laughs> mixed up. That's our fault if it's always inconsistent. Yeah. Um yeah, why don't you start us off, Clau? Okay. Um I've seen two cinema movies recently. So that's Toy Story Four and Rocket Man. Yes. I saw Rocket Man today. So I very good. Uh, yeah, I mean I watched it last week. We have I haven't talked about it on the podcast right mm-hmm. Good. You reminded me. Yes. I, I, I knew that this would be good to bring up because you watched it also. I really enjoyed it, man. Um I no, I for sure I enjoyed it. I think like you know when we talked about it or when I described it to you, the first like um main point of comparison is Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Just because they're in the same era. Um same musical director. Is it yeah, same musical director, not director, no, director. Yeah. And also just like the two icons of music and mm-hmm. um it's just both biopics. It's mm-hmm. you know natural to compare. But when when we watched it, I mean, like, it's fair to say that they're not the same style of biopic yeah. or like musical movie in the first place. <coughs> both are good, but they're different. I agree. Um, I do prefer the format of Rocket Man a bit more, just because I think that's what I was expecting from Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, okay. I I I wanted it to feel like a musical. Maybe more than just yeah. a biopic. So, well, if you don't know what Rocket Man is, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention it is it's the biopic of Elton John, played by um, Taron Egerton, who is basically the guy from Kingsman. Yes, Eggsy. Yes. <laughs> so he's a good actor. He's a good. He transformed into Elton John in this movie. Yes, I would say a few differences. Not like in um, for Rocket Man, he sang the songs mm-hmm. right like he was the one actually singing because in Bohemian Rhapsody Rami Malek was just lip syncing um, but the, he also sang I don't think some so. of it I think in the acoustic parts he did have to learn to sing like in the in the, the, the scenes in the den I know because he that's like part of the reason he won right because he was able to oh really yeah. I didn't know I thought well most of the big parts were some just because you know so hard to find an actor who's good at acting and can also have a Freddie yeah. Mercury range. Which I think is like, I, I don't think they made him go to the full extent of what Freddie Mercury could do, but he they got best, him. Best yeah. Like, estimate. Yeah. So um, yeah, Rocket Man, good movie. Uh, a little bit more grounded than Bohemian, don't you? Or maybe grounded is not the word. Um, a little more, I just felt like it was being a little more authentic with the difficulties of being a rock star in a sense yes and they didn't shy as um as much away from like the 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 perils that come with that lifestyle because in Mm -hmm. bohemian rhapsody they really tried to preserve freddie mercury like they glassed over i meant some people said like him being gay and stuff they didn't really touch on it as Mm -hmm. much now and this one it was kind of more explicit yeah Yeah, because like there are like uh gay they're not any really, like, explicit like sex scenes, but but I mean like, the the gay the theme of homosexuality or the the character dimension of that in John, in Elton John was way more like central to the plot or also, central to, to his character. Yeah, to himself also. Like yeah. it would be hard to not explain him as or a touch on the fact that he's gay when his all his like costumes were so flamboyant yes. and his personality was. Basically, he. I don't think it's androgynous, but it was like he was blurring the lines of like, mm-hmm. um, like masculinity and femininity mm-hmm. as a in, on stage, which I think, I mean, Freddie Mercury also did culturally, um, maybe not as flamboyant as some of the craziest ones of yeah. Elton John, but yeah, in terms of like exterior mm-hmm. for sure, right? Right, and. I guess that's where some people thought like they could have put a bit more emphasis on that for for Bohemian. Yeah. But you know, I I mean, we nitpick a lot, but and you know, Rocket Man isn't a perfect movie by any measure, but it's was enjoyable. Yeah, it's just I did really it's enjoy really it. It's really just we're just trying to compare mm-hmm. but there's like even if we there's no real point yeah <laughs> yeah like you know they they stand on their own they're fine they're exactly. not linked together um as for toy story 4 though stellar movie <laughs> that movie i but that's like a sure bet it's like a marvel cinematic universe bet it can't go this the floor is not going to be that low yeah and the ceiling is but endless but the thing is 
you know with with Pixar movies in particular the the messaging you know like the the moral of the story yes that always comes out is just so impactful like and Toy Story 4 I was just afraid like it's it's gonna be too much it's like a, what a Cars 3 <laughs> exactly <a> Cars 2 <laughs> Cars 2 was nowhere like yeah, related exactly. to Cars 1 Cars 3 tried to bring it back I know but I was worried you know I was worried that it was just gonna be like a, a, a cheap cash grab yeah and there were moments that felt like maybe it could have been sort of like that but they just were so tight with the storytelling that maybe that part that you were mentioning I haven't seen it but Mm -hmm. it's also because it's going to be the last Toy Story so Mm -hmm. maybe those parts were just fan service parts so it wasn't really like like meant to be so blatantly a a nostalgia cash grab but but it will be interpreted as such it can be yeah uh what I was really impressed with was how they kind of wrapped up everything they've said in previous Toy Story movies about mm. caring about somebody, about being a friend, being a parent, weirdly enough, and like just feeling like you have meaning and stuff, and no- knowing who you are and being who you are. I was like, what? Whoa, <laughs> so so overwhelmed with emotions. Yeah, so Toy Story Four. Please check it out. Um, I could say as many things as I want about it, but yeah. you'll you'll feel your own way when you watch it. And I'm sure you don't even you didn't even need his, uh, our recommendation yeah. to know that it's yeah. a good movie. But now you know how I think about it. <laughs> Which one's your favorite Toy Story then? Two, I think. I know, me too. Two. I would have. I was saying two, ma. Yeah. One because it's like you know a starter, and but then, it's rough to watch yeah, now, honestly. In, in the sense of like animation yeah like I went back to it and I was like ooh I was watching a video where they is, were comparing it this is not great but it was completely like the technologies were so sure, far sure yeah yeah but um two I think just had the most like anytime it was showing on TV I was like oh I'm not gonna change the channel dude and there's that um that song when I know was that Jesse and Woody's her uh, round up. no oh, no, no like in the when her oh, when somebody loved me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dude, that's a, a crazy song. emotional yeah. scene. Yeah, the song always like the song on its own stood the test of time for yeah. me. So that's Toy Story four. And lastly, I recently got a Kindle, the paper white, same as yours. Yes, and it's the it was a, it was a water. present from my lovely girlfriend Bianca. Thank you so much, babe, for <laughs> the Kindle. It's great. Um. Oh. What is it? The waterproof one, right? Mm-hmm. Kindle paper white. Backlit. Yeah, backlit, waterproof. Just the, if you go online and you look for reviews, if you're interested in like an e-reader, they pretty much call it the best all-arounder because mm-hmm. of price and then features that it mm-hmm. has. Um, I was using the Kindle keyboard or the Generation 3. I borrowed that from Sab. She was on the show last week or uh, last episode. And it was great already. I was really enjoying it. And then Bianca surprised me with a Kindle when she came back from the States. And it was backlit now. Yeah. So I was like, dude, this is great. It's a great kind of backlight. Pa. Very yeah. subtle. Very soft. And the, there's so many. It's such like 10 levels, right? Or something. No, it's like 24. Oh, 24. Yeah. So I keep it at it's half very, long. I keep it at like 7 most of yeah. the time. I and keep it at 12 because of like OC. Yeah. And, like and you know something like that, something that um, I mean, I do enjoy the feel of a physical book. Yada, yada, yada. It's I, just too I easy to it. bring around. Yeah, it, but you know what I don't enjoy carrying around books in my bag. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> and sometimes you don't have you don't want to bring a bag. Like this morning, I got a haircut, and then I go yeah. with my dad. So while he's we have the same barber, so while he's getting it, I'm just waiting. Read it. Just bring, yeah, just yeah. bring the Kindle, and it's just like you hold it with your phone, mm-hmm. similar size, I and completely then agree. dude, you look like a boss. Yeah. So Learn, uh, <laughs> shout out also to Sab for getting uh, me on the train. Like she she was just like, okay, you know what, just borrow my Kindle and t- let me know how you feel after you try it and then I did and I was I was hooked yeah if you're reading on your phone um, it's pretty different I don't know first of all the light is yeah, completely different that's the biggest reason why you might get one because the reading experience is just not as um, like strenuous on your eyes mm-hmm. but also just having a dedicated device full of books and nothing else mm-hmm. is when I put my phone down and I switch to the Kindle then I just read agreed right like Same. when your phone sometimes I if I switch apps then I forget to go back or something like that yeah. you get lost and then you're like I was reading and there are notifications yeah you know so I I totally get that I that's why I wanted to mention it because a lot of people have actually recently been getting Kindles as well 
Yeah. So I just get on the hype train, man. <laughs> there's there's no bandwagon here. There's a new. <laughs> I saw like an article. There's Only a new an elite race. Joke. <laughs> Kindle Kindle Master Kindle Race. Kindle Master Race. You Kobo readers. <laughs> hey, my dad's a Kobo oh, reader. Oh. Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, Kobo readers, uh, hi, join hi. join the cult. L- listen to our EP. <laughs> <laughs> not um, on your Kobo. Not on your course. Kobo. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you been consuming? Um. Mm. So Rocket Man, yeah, like you mentioned, very good movie, and I love Elton John's songs. Honestly, in uh, it got. I don't know if it's corny to people now, but for me, I was like, that was that's my jams. Mm-hmm. I know people. If you like, like no one's home, and it's like all hip hop. And in my downtime, like my musical taste gets pretty. I don't know, like just. Like uh, classic rock most of the time, <laughs> folk music. Ain't nothing wrong with that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like you know, my other favorite genre is like I I skip like art a lot of R and B and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just go all the way back to classic rock. So Elton John's one of the best. Like um, I mean, like if you wrote like your song, man. Oh man, right? That's my favorite song of his. Right? It's like in the movie how they portrayed it, where it was such a it's one of those like, um, like light bulb moments for mm-hmm. them because if you didn't know, Elton John doesn't li- write the lyrics of the songs. He's not th- that good of a lyricist, from what I know, and he has a like a lifelong writing partner who does the lyrics. He's in the movie if you watch it, mm-hmm. and then he writes the lyrics, and Elton John writes the music because he's so gifted. Kind of same as like No One's Home, I guess. <laughs> and, and I was actually thinking on like a way lower scale, but yeah, let's just say like. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark, we both have our roles, yeah. and like they complement each other, and they work as a team. It's it forms one si- so single unit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like when they wrote your song, wow, yep, just on the spot type of stuff. Aside from that, um, I finished Chernobyl as well. Nice. I mean, we've already spoken about it. I mean, if you haven't watched it, I think it really is. It's just five episodes, just to learn about some fucking whack time of like it wasn't even that far. Back 1988, yeah. right? 1986, 98. I was like, damn, the world was completely different back then, and like a lot of people were affected. That you know, they don't even talk about it daily, but they're probably still feeling that that <laughs> effects right now. Because they were like, it's a hundred years of like radiation before you can inhabit the area. It could have been so like bad, but no, yeah, based God, on the eh. if you watch it, it's like. I mean, like it's already bad, but there were circumstances that were like it could have been, it wiped out maybe like a country or, or like half the half country, the, half the world could have been. It seemed like or like half of the continent. I don't know to what extent. Yeah. When they were explaining the range of yeah. countries it was gonna hit, I was like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, it's just kind of, it's crazy in the sense of like people really did this shit. <laughs> I know. Right, and you know, like there was so much politics involved also where you're like damn um, people just get in the way of themselves and like you know doing the actual right thing sometimes and lying yeah lies. just because of like keeping a job and or or keep saving prestige face, yeah stuff know? like that like public relations wants to freaking whack and some an observation <laughs> that um, one of the slash film cast guys said was it it goes to show what a culture of not being allowed to make mistakes yes. will do yeah you know where I mean like Instead of just owning up and, and getting trying to the, fix it, yeah, having the best chance of fixing it, you kind of make it worse for yourself. Yes, because you're going deeper. Yeah. So anyway, just watch that. Um, aside from that, I was able to watch Master Chef Junior. <laughs> the past like season, I think it was already like finished by the time I watched it. Mm. And you know, it's just one of those like um, yearly or every season where you're just like, oh, what's happening in this one? I do love Junior Master Chef. Yeah, more than the regular one yeah. because you know the kids are like, it amazes you more that, that you can they do can it. cook that well. Yeah. I don't know what the process is, whether they get coached or how they prepare, because some of it seems kind of like really advanced for even like a kid's brain. But they executed themselves anyway. So even if I had a yeah, recipe, exactly. I wouldn't be able to come up with the same results. Exactly, I feel the same way. Like even if they went through like a preliminary class before the season started, it's or like, during the season, like yeah. they, they practice. Like it doesn't matter because yeah. I still couldn't make. Yeah, we practice. We practice well so plated. much stuff, you know, all the time, and execution is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that I've been noticing as um like time goes by in terms of I've watched a few seasons of that show now. It's more of just like the kids are really learning how to 
like the buzzword is sophisticated. My palate is sophisticated. Really? Yeah, it's like they watch the old ones and they know they have to be well, like traveled or well, like Mm-mm. eat at good restaurants, stuff like that. Like Exposed. exotic things. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I, I, I learned this from my trip to Japan. I'm like, you <laughs> ate, bro. You ate. You don't even know what the Japanese are doing. You just <laughs> ate something that tastes good. Uh, but to you to like appropriate that whole <laughs> experience. He, like walks around with a headband with the red Yeah, something like it. that. I'm like, no, all right. You went there <laughs> once. <laughs> it's usually like... Um, dude, only you would hate on an eight-year-old. Uh, it's just funny. Because I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure if you just made like some bomb fried chicken, I would respect you. Like, but, <laughs> but, you know, maybe they really know. I don't know. I'm not a good cook. <laughs> So co- basically, this opinion is like unfounded. Yeah, it's just like a, <laughs> it's just like a, it popped in my brain. I was like, why is everyone trying? It's like, why are you trying so hard to be fancy? You're eight. That's more of like my well, thing. Well, that's the point of the show, right? Like, that's why we find it interesting. But then some of them look like they're so under so much pressure. They, they're like, they are they're like, <laughs> they're like, I can't fail. They start crying. I'm like, dude, dude, if they're that good at that age, I'm sure their life is just cooking. Man. But, but uh, it it makes it so weird. But like kiddies, like they ask him, "What are you gonna do if you win?" I'm gonna open my own vet slash cafe. I'm like that. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. You're so sophisticated, and this is the final concept. Please. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's why I was like, "Oh, they're still kids. They're still kids." Oh man. Okay. Are, are you consuming anything else? Um, music. Right, we oh, uh, yeah, Caesar. the new Daniel Caesar album is out. Case study zero one, in all caps. Mm, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Okay. So good. But so good. Um, just start from the start. <laughs> I was trying to think like, what are the notable tracks? This one with um John Mayer. What's it? Superposition. Uh, super. Oh, I thought it was superstition. Anyway, yeah. maybe it's superposition. That's the Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, it's with John Mayer. Yeah, I mean, if you really wanted like um. A, a quote-unquote single to start with maybe that but if you actually listen to the whole thing I mean it will flow right into it and you're so good so good and he's coming here in super position yeah. end of July end of July so you know that's an interesting um, development I know because we were already considering watching him again after Wonderland yep. but now that there's a new album that's and it's even good like, yeah I was like Damn. <laughs> it's like we might actually just have to go to this yeah. Um, that's that's true. I do recommend listen to it top to bottom because it's one of the few recent albums uh, lately that starts out str- uh, starts out like you you, you know you're it's lulled in yeah. yeah you're lulled in and it just gets better until yeah. the last track like you, from the first like few notes you're like oh, oh okay, okay 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 he's grown see <laughs> <laughs> si Daniel Cesar see si Daniel yeah. <laughs> so uh. That's Daniel Caesar's uh, Case Study 01. That's on Spotify right now. Yes. All right. Uh, I think that's about it for what we've been consuming. We've been on this a while. Uh, We're going (laughs) to go quickly through the sports schmenter just to talk a bit about NBA free agency. And uh, we're also watching F1 right now. And Wimbledon starts tomorrow. And Wimbledon starts tomorrow. So here uh, we go. Sports schmenter. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Uh, what what we are consuming? Because it is um, that's it is the damn master chef tweets. <laughs> but dude, dude, it's so good. What's up? We're here in the sports mentor. Um, NBA stuff recently. I just wanted to bring up. We forgot to mention that there was a shooting during the Raptors parade. The, the I didn't know. Oh, parade. I did see, but yeah. I, two two people were injured. I didn't want to like draw too much attention to it but it's like that's kind of messed up man i know it's just one of those things that happens nowadays more often and i know i don't know there's no reason to explain it i mean i'm sh- there's no good reason why it should happen i'm just glad it wasn't such a big thing and not not too like many it people got it hurt. didn't turn it into a whole like quote-unquote like massacre or disaster yeah. like a huge disaster right like um Aside from that, we got the off-season updates for NBA. Ooh, there's so many interesting off-season storylines. I mean, basically, it's free agency time. We're gonna see some. I think we're gonna see some big, big moves. moves. I'm trying to be wary because every you know, like this whole 
24 hours media cycle for news and also even like sports now mm-hmm. just makes all like, so, there's so many storylines which I think are like they wouldn't have existed in a slower timeline mm-hmm. they're always like oh this might happen this might happen they read into so much that's true though so so much like uh, little events that don't actually mean anything and I end up wasting effort yeah. investing in storylines that'll never go down yeah so we can just like summarize the biggest free agents on the market we can start with Kawhi mm-hmm. on the NBA champs, Toronto Raptors. So the big thing is, will he resign with Toronto or basically go to LA? That's probably yeah. either of the LA teams. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be like front runner Clippers, but the Lakers are like towards I mean, that. Like recently, have been coming up in yeah. terms of like and how could he you might not, be changing his mind. How could you not want to play with Anthony Davis and LeBron James? And you know how Kawhi is like a load management guy. He's like it might work. To you be know? able to share the load exactly. with the superstars. All of those guys are load, load management guys. So, so like, I'll take the first third. You take the second third. Exactly. You take the last third. Yeah. We play the playoffs together. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I can totally see why he'd go there. I hope he doesn't. I hope he comes to the Clippers. Yeah. Clippers, they also have a chance of signing Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah, they were saying that that, that might be an interesting duo, which I agree. That would yes. be, that'd be We talked cool. about it. It sounds on paper like they would fit together mm-hmm. and actually complement each other yes. in terms of like defense especially wow and even personality wise like Jimmy will be the vocal they're leader. both hard working guys yep. one is vocal one is quiet but mm-hmm. they both get their business done mm-hmm. and they so. both go to work and you know on a team that is already built like in a that. sense like to work yeah from their last season mm-hmm. like that's their identity right now I'm pretty excited for the Clippers either way whether we get Kawhi or not I just like like we have you need to get one guy at least i i, I agree I, I agree but i just like where it's going it just has it's good vibes i mean if you're hearing these kinds been, of rumors it hasn't been good vibes to be a clippers <laughs> fan for a while um i loved lob city but they all hated each other as a phoenix suns fan we know how <laughs> we know the the feeling of a, a yeah. drought <laughs> I don't. I actually don't know any big Phoenix Suns um, free agency news. We, we have no chance. Out yeah, here. I, I've heard bad news about yeah, Suns. Like agency. because like also like our draft apparently wasn't very good. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe it's time to switch boats. <laughs> Maybe. Um, there uh, other trending news is uh, Kyrie to Brooklyn. Kyrie to Brooklyn. That sounds Kem- like it's gonna happen. Kemba, Kemba Walker to, the to Boston, which would be a pretty. I think it would fit better than Kyrie. I think so too, because he personality. Yeah, wise. you know, Kyrie really just has a very like um, it's not it's not really like a, a big ego, but he's so particular in his ways that yes. if he doesn't mesh with the the whole vibe, then he's out. Yeah, he kind of just checks out on you. Yeah, so he's not a bad guy, but that's just how he is. It's just like a, yeah, you. It's like. You have to put him in the right situations to really get the most out of him. Who knows Brooklyn, maybe? Yeah, they're starting to have that culture also. Maybe in the Celtics, he just had uh, so much issues with in terms of like finding the right lineups. It got probably got to him. Like yeah. He just wants to play. And he's an ISO-heavy player who's playing for Brad Stevens, who is a ball movement coach. Yeah, so that's why. Um, What else? Uh, Al Horford is drawing probably. interest from the Mavericks, I think. But those are like the second tier free agents right I would argue Al Horford could make or break yeah a, of course a, a championship team. but he's not he's not gonna be a max contract anyway but but we'll it's see. interesting to see where he goes just because we'll it will uh, it will affect the Celtics and it will if he goes to the right team it might like you said mm-hmm. make or break them and the uh, the the Rockets are facing their own free agency problems or not free agency but just like team. team problems uh, it seems like Chris Paul my favorite basketball player and James Harden are Finally clashing. (laughs) Everyone saw it coming, though. Uh, So uh, there seems to be a drift, and I don't know. I don't know how they're going to reconcile that. It's a shame. I just want to see Chris Paul win a ring. Just one. Yeah. But he might have to, uh, like, you know, swallow some pride. I think so, too. Don't want to end up like um, like Melo right now, where, you know, your whole legacy has been put into some, like, turmoil just because of uh, you you went to the wrong teams Mm. and, like, the wrong, like, systems. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, KD obviously is a free agent, but yeah, I feel like the rumors for him weren't as like legitimate. I just think the New York rumors were legitimate until he, he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Now it just looks like 
he should probably stay with the Warriors. He, he could, and it, you know, I don't think even anyone would give him any grief yeah. for that. Like, it just makes sense strategically. True. But I do think there's a chance that Brooklyn could sign him too. That would be a surprise if he actually yeah. went. But I just, yeah, I just don't know. I don't think New York should sign him anymore. I don't know if that makes sense for them. Because they traded Porzingis so that like... To free up some room. Yeah, and get like KD who would have started winning next year. But then he's out for the season, so I don't know if that makes so much sense for for them. Because um, if you wait also, I don't know what will happen next year. But the free agent class next year isn't that big. That's true. Also. So maybe they get scared and like try to nail nail him now. Nah. Yeah. And just try that chance. I mean, he is technically the best player in the league last year. The Pelicans look good too, though. Like I, They look young, fun. Young, like a young team. And so do the Hawks. I think that's a good refresh for them. Yeah. Just to get out from that. I mean, like that. The ending with AD was a lot just of that weird messy, baggage. yeah. So now they get a fresh start. Uh, I like Alvin Gentry as a coach. He used to be on the Suns, and uh, maybe they'll actually do really well. Um, what else? Uh, for I can't, I can't for think of all of them. For, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to break down everybody, but I I think what we're just trying to express is a exciting exciting times coming in the NBA it starts tomorrow right i think so or Again, this or is tuesday Sunday night. or yeah. tuesday because ah. american time yeah sure so, so I mean, yeah this upcoming week by the time cloud gets back i think most of the big moves will have been concluded so yep. we'll and i'm going to be in the it. states when it's happening <laughs> it's not like <laughs> you'll see them signing contracts i'll be in a san francisco oh, partying with the warriors interesting yeah that that part <laughs> i don't know if like people go Really, like, I don't think they go no, to the streets. We so. signed KD. I don't think so. But yeah. it would be cool if they did. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's all I have for the NBA. Um, and the other sports news. So, right now, again, it's Sunday, June 30. And uh, we're actually watching the Austrian Grand Prix for F1 on TV. It's on mute because, you know, we don't want the sound bleeding into your ears. This one. I don't right now I don't know how the race is really going, but Charles Leclerc is in first place, which is good because it's a second pole position of F one. If you remember before when I mentioned his first one, his car just kind of conked out at the end. Uh, yeah, you mentioned and, and yeah. like he just ended up in third place not because of his mm-hmm. own fault. So this if he wins this it might be a good redemption story for him. He deserves the win. He's been racing good all weekend. He's young, the right? Yes. First year at Ferrari. Cool. And then Lewis Hamilton is in fifth right now, so that's interesting. Don't know what happened there. <laughs> this, is our, this is our live race companion. Yeah, I mean, it's better with a commentary. But this race, I guess we'll just, it's, you know, F1. Cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, related, like the new F1 game came out. Um, oh, our friend, um, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew has it. And I love the F1. It's probably the most realistic. It's like a racing simulator. Mm-hmm. Like if you play, you can play the races a different, like, lengths he does it at 25 percent of the real length because like this race is 71 laps mm-hmm. and a lap is like one minute plus so imagine if you do the 100 percent length you're gonna have to do an hour plus mm-hmm. of real racing time and you have to do the qualifying and yeah the practices. that's ridiculous <laughs> so yeah 25 percent seems like a reasonable like expectation it's just a cool game that that game has developed into a very uh, like serious racing game mm-hmm. in terms of like understanding the technology and the behavior of these cars. Because he was telling me like you really feel understeer, oversteer, and if you're on a lower tier team, then your car is not as yeah. reliable or as um like tight on the the, the course as mm-hmm. the top teams. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are good like. F1's a good sport to be a casual fan of because if you watch the highlights, it's just exciting. Okay. Yeah, so Austrian Grand Prix, we'll see who wins. Hopefully, it's Charles Leclerc because I'm tired of seeing Mercedes up on the podium. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, Wimbledon. Wimbledon starts tomorrow. Um, I mean, it's the most famous tennis tournament ever. You're going to see the best tennis players in the world at the All England, um, I think, just the cricket tennis club. I don't know if they include cricket, whatever. <laughs> and they'll be dressed in all white. Very s- cool tradition of Wimbledon. Okay. Interesting story. Um, there was one year where Roger Federer, when he was still with Nike, because right now he's under Uniqlo. Yeah. Um, 
they did like a thing where they made the whole bottom of his shoe like red just to like you know splash color like all white and when yeah. he like if he stirs and he lifts his foot you see like a patch of red dude they banned it <laughs> 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 like after a few like matches they're like you're breaking the rules I think that's fair yeah you know <laughs> it was like an interesting like time to see I was like whoa yeah. um, he is probably I mean Djokovic is still number in the world he, he's the favorite I guess although he wasn't playing particularly well like in the French Open yeah he didn't make it he was he lost in the semifinals um Nadal's still going to compete traditionally doesn't do as well on grass like this is the one tournament in terms of grand slams where he drops out in some like first second round mm-hmm. sometimes if he just has a bad day mm-hmm. Federer is like the master of this he has eight Wimbledons um one other interesting wrinkle was like they see these tournaments you know like based on your ranking because that means you go against e- easier opponents at the start and stuff right Nadal is number two in the world based on the official rankings, but in Wimbledon, they seeded him third. They put Federer ahead. They switched them. So there was a little bit of like a controversy because Wimbledon apparently doesn't follow the the rank, the rank official rankings. They can make their own decisions. Oh. So they were like, you're favoring Federer because that means we'll get an easier draw. Yeah. And it's because, you know, he's the, the favorite at yeah. that tournament. So they yeah. were just like, that's not fair in a professional <laughs> sense. I was like, I like Nadal, so I was like, yeah, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's about it. It's going to be two weeks of some of the best tennis ever. Grass court is um, faster than clay court. Okay. And uh, I think my brother is actually watching because he's Dope. over in London. Yeah. Dope. I know. Shit's crazy. I've been there like um, in terms of like we took a tour. That one, it's not like a, a professional sports day. Like the courts are just beside, like you walk by them. Wow, the the main court has the the seats and stuff, but like there's so many matches in a day. The outer courts are just like you can just walk by, just watch. It's like you know watching it in a park. Yeah? Okay, so a lot of major sports shit happening. It's gonna, you know, two weeks. Two weeks. We'll see all of this like transpire. Yeah, when, when you get back, we can probably like talk about it when I get back. Yeah, the results and of free agency tennis, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was the sports schmanter. Uh, we're now going to go into the thinking block and talk about the EP for a bit. Uh, give us this chance to, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to take a victory lap. So here we go. And so I started to think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Think. 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 What's up? We're in the thinking block. Um, so the EP dropped... On Spotify, on Spotify last f- Friday? Is that Friday? No, like Thursday. Like Thursday. Thursday. Last Thursday. Um, funny story, I, we actually found out that it dropped. Not, from, be- not because like I launched it, but because a friend of ours saw on Spotify that it was out and was like, what? And then he, he shared it on Instagram. Shout out Iggy Vargas. He goes, uh, finally, it's on Spotify. I was like, oh my God, it dropped already. Like I didn't know. <laughs> So I had to like run and make like a mark like a whole marketing the social media end yeah. of it all. Man. Um yeah, you you took care of most of the like behind the scenes work to get the EP on Spotify mostly. This last process, this last bit. And um so yeah, you you sent it to uh, the publishing wherever they they get it on Spotify, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like there are podcasts sometimes we don't know when it will get on the all the platforms. We just kind of upload it to that server where they distribute it. And then we just wait to see if it's there. Yeah. I wonder how you saw it. Like, how, is he following the artist? I, or think he, I think if you follow the artist, you get a notification like every new release. time new releases come out. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, like the, the facts about this EP, it's on Spotify now, but technically it's like all two years old or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And you know, some people haven't heard it as much or they're getting back into it which mm-hmm. is the the fun part because it's like a it's like a second wind for it mm-hmm. and um in terms of technicals we did a lot more work and like the things that we've learned along the way to get it to sound as good as we think it for now like mm-hmm. it can like uh in terms of EQing and sound engineering we did go to a professional to help us out with the final EQ the and polishing. master yeah, and the polishing but 
originally um that was just us continuously going through yeah. listens in the <laughs> studio. Originally we wanted to do it ourselves because you know, it also you have to pay these people. It's mm-hmm. a real it's a real job, you know, y- you should value the work that they do because yes. we we saw from what we were doing to what they were doing, it's like they know something that we don't. Mm-hmm. It will take you a lot of time and experience and you have to, you know, pay up for that. Yeah. Right? So for what what like months narana we were the ones doing it mm-hmm. but it's a, it's hard it's a hard job to do in terms of this is like the songs are already recorded and it's just more of like making sure it sounds right all the volume of like the vocals or the instruments S- are sorry, just in before, the right place before you continue about um crediting people our artwork was done by our friend Julia Konyang both the preview art and the actual album art so Show her some love. She's a great <laughs> artist. Um, she dealt with all like my annoyingness. She was very patient with me, and we love you, Julia. Thank you for the artwork. Uh, you're a great artist and an even better friend. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 like to tease Julia. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but the yeah. whole process, we we basically had to do so much things, like the original artwork quote-unquote artwork was just like a picture I took. <laughs> we kind of rushed into the Spotify, uh, the SoundCloud release just because we were so like new to this. Geek this whole, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Really just wanted to see what it would be like to release actual music on the air. And then, it, you know what? It exceeded my expectations Same. then. But we knew that, you know, when we heard like music, other professional music, it was like, it's still far. Mm-hmm. And this time around, I was like, we're getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. It took two years to get it to that that point, but... I'm happy that we made it. Me too. And yeah. I, I'm happy because it's like, it's a clear difference. Yes. For, for, for us. It's I think the versions on SoundCloud are still the old ones because it's hard to change the files. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're if you interested in really knowing what, like, the what was done, was. yeah, you just listen to both. It, it probably won't sound like the same <laughs> like realm. It's like yeah, what even, is like the even the audio panning is completely yeah. different. We we learned so much on the way ourselves and then you know we reached out to people who knew even more. It's hard to say like what the step by step process was. It like it's just like compared to before, I don't even know what we did now versus now. I think um something that happened to us also along the way was that we kind of got fatigued when trying to master re- when trying to remaster the tracks because yeah. like e- even after a long day in the studio like we we are satisfied with the output when we revisit it for the next session it's like oh maybe we could still change this maybe we could still change that the hardest part of us taking on everything was yunya it it just becomes a heavier um more like more tiring mm-hmm. in terms of like you have to listen to the songs over and over again if you're recording you want to re-record things then yeah. you're gonna do one you have to do that you have to set that up so every basically every decision you make you have to do the work to get that to materialize and after a while i think we were just like um it's too it's too much for us to to keep doing this yeah because like, we like we didn't technically have anything to show for it yet mm-hmm. right and i was like we were doing it for months and months on and off on and off just because we were you know, like it gets tiring it's not as enjoyable as, as making like a new song or even just when we were making it mm-hmm. right that the after part is the part i underestimated because like recording it and then like making the songs which is hard but it's a different kind of difficulty from you already have something and you just don't even know how to get it to the the next step. Yeah. Like when there we would hit walls because we'd be like, you can hear that, right? You can hear that there's there's like a distortion in this one part. You're like, yeah. Or you're just like, something's how, missing. So how do we get rid of it? Then we're like, <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We can Google that or Google it. Yeah, that was, that was actually... And we learned really a lot of that stuff actually. Yeah. We did. But it's frustrating as yeah, hell. Yeah. In terms of the actual music, I mean, it's been two years now, but... Like when we listen back on those songs, man, feels good. Honestly. Yeah, there was like, um, it was like a time where I was making more beats. I don't make as much right now, mm-hmm. just because you know busier and stuff. But that was really like the coming out in terms of like putting together what I learned at that point. And um, like if we go through the songs, in in a way, the the standouts were like um, 
Floodlights was one of the first ones that I it really was made. Actually, first song we recorded. We right? recorded. I don't know if it's the first beat for that that EP because I made some ones before it anyway. Mm-hmm. But that was the one where it was like, this is the moment where we might have something because yeah. this one sounds like a song. Nah. Yeah. Like this, it's not just a like messing a, around. Yeah, messing around. So that was like you know the catalyst. Some of the ones where it stood out in terms of like learning along the way is like wonderful because it was like um. I put a lot of different like that's where I learned like the way that um like, like a Kanye would do it before like chopping up beats mm-hmm. like rearranging samples because most of mo- all of them are sample based meaning those are all based off songs that really exist and we're just trying to like um reinterpret it in a, a hip hop way because they're not hip hop songs no matter yeah another one was like um nobody yeah because that one is o- only samples. No drums. Yeah, like um, cause some is like you add drums, you add extra instruments on top of a sample just to give it more, more elements. But like um, I was watching this video and it was analyzing the Kanye um, "No More Parties in L.A." Mm-hmm. So if you listen to that song, that's only samples, meaning it's just an o- um an existing song that they rearranged and edited to make into a, a beat, and they turned that into that whole song. No, no other like no one had to play any more instruments or. It's just like vocals, nah, mm-hmm. and like the the mixing and stuff. That that song, I remember the first time I heard the for nobody. I mean, the first time I heard that beat, I was like, dude, this this could be like a really emotional <laughs> song, <laughs> and it turned out that way, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I mean, all the songs have their place. Like half baked, we added the horns and stuff. We that's Ooh, the one where we played a lot around with the instruments. Late nights is like an R and B hit. Some people really like it mm-hmm. because it it is an easy listening mm-hmm. song. So that one's like you know more just letting um actual melodies take the take the lead. Just experimenting with the sounds we liked yeah. also. First impressions is like um where you got to showcase your like rapping ability because there's like, technically that song has no chorus. It's basically yeah. just straight up let me rap like it's like a freestyle recorded type yeah. of thing but that was written down yeah, yeah. I, I wrote to I actually originally wrote to the beat of um, Doomsday by MF Doom and then it uh, just kind of and fit. then yeah and then you sent me the beat I hadn't finished it yet and then you sent me the beat and I was like oh my god it's the same BPM <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put it here so and and it fit even better with that beat than with Doomsday no. Yeah, with Doomsday, I said I felt like I was still trying to mimic uh, MF Doom a bit. Then this one is like I know I can. Yeah. I don't have to follow his way because yes. it's like this, no one else did this yet. Exactly. That's great. It was. It was. I think that's my favorite song in the album. Just uh, the album, the EP, just because. Like when I wrote that, I felt like I was embarking on a journey of like, am I really gonna try and be a rapper? <laughs> Cause when we did floodlights, I was like, okay, it was. It still could just be like a one-off. Yeah, like okay, this was just like we're trying this. Dude, okay. I mean, I'm on the song. Yeah, you're <laughs> it good. Could be a one-off. I like your verse. You, you, yeah. you don't give yourself. People, I really people do. have said like, oh, they're surprised. I'm like, thanks. I like your verse there, dude. I, I actually say it every time I listen to the song. And I, I, I'm not. I don't think you're lying. I, I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's like you. You say like you're more conscious about your own. Sure. Rap, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'm happy that it's out there. You know, me too. it's like one of those things. Like I did it. There's a song out there where I rap. Mm. Yeah. Even yeah. if I'd never do it again, it's like mm, there's one. There's <laughs> yeah. one. I I show you I could do it. Yeah. I might just do it again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nah. Dude, that's like when Jay Dilla raps on beats. Everyone's like, Oh, Dilla's on this. It could happen. Yeah. We could we could do one one every like project or so. Or whenever you feel like yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. That's an interesting because also for me because I do like like we yeah. we freestyle when yeah. it, for fun. So I was like, you know, you sometimes you're like, hmm, I could try <laughs> just to add more flavor. It would add a new dynamic to to what we already have, yeah. right? And I think uh, people genuinely enjoy it when they hear you in the songs. <laughs> I I do feel that way because I do. So I I feel like the feeling is mutual. My favorite song is probably like Wonderful, just because um mm. it feels like the most complete well-rounded song that we've had like i was like dude this is the one where it's like the melody the the hook that you made mm. it really catchy when we perform it live it's always the one that's smooth sailing and gets people like going with yeah. Us, yeah that that and 
late nights isn't as because it's not as high energy but it's also very like um polished sounding mm-hmm. like you know it has enough of the elements and just the right amount of like um it has a chorus and right and then it just has the the, the traditional parts of a song yeah. which makes me more like dude we actually make songs that fit you know like mm-hmm. an actual um definition <laughs> i i really enjoyed the process of putting this out on spotify you did but, most but of it i'm yeah. saying it i'm saying that in hindsight because while i was doing it i was like is this ever gonna get done <laughs> like, i mean i was watching it on like the the chats and the like the communication between everyone who's involved i was just like dude dude i was like i'm you know just put it out there <laughs> yeah because i i was more fatigued for sure yeah for sure because you sure. you were the one who was doing most of the technical parts when of we were trying to mix it yeah i mean i was like i don't actually know how to do this i'm just trying yeah and you know it's frustrating like you said when we don't actually know how to get it done so when it was like we'll do someone let someone else do it i was like oh dude i'm just gonna step out for this for this one. yeah it was but i think it was good it was refreshing yeah. for us too to hear it um after everything was done like i told you i was like i was so happy that i could be surprised by our own music again because i was like i didn't hear the final product till it got on spotify yeah. so i was like oh wow so <laughs> really did you know whatever how he ever reworked it with our, our sound yeah. engineer Ju- by the way juni um devis devis i think is how you pronounce his last name because his Facebook name is different. Yeah, I know. It's um, Manuel Avid. But anyway, <laughs> Juni is a freaking genius. He uh, he first, like, we got him for the master, and then uh, we got him for the EQ, and then when he gave... Oh, well, this is a quick, like, technical explanation for people who don't know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So when you make a song, you're like, you record it, right? Then after you're done recording, you do some... Like mixing, like editing, just to like if it's like a photo, just get it to the right, um, the the right colors, the right sharpness, whatever you whatever pleases you. Then, then the last step before you put it out there is called mastering. It's like a final polish. Mm-hmm. You no, know, like if it's in like photography, it's like I guess like picking the the paper that you do the print on, or just like the the printing process, basically mm-hmm. whatever that will take. So that's the mastering part. It's like technically everything is almost set. It's just to make sure that when you play it on Spotify, you play it on car speakers, you play it anywhere, it will sound pretty consistent to what you wanted it to be. Yeah. So those are two different steps. Similar, but um, usually it's done by different people. Yeah. So uh, Juni helped us out with both our EQ and our mastering. And then when he sent us notes back, because he asked us... uh, or if it's, is it okay if I send you guys notes on recommendations I have for each of your tracks? I was like, yes, please. I'll make my own notes and then we can cross-reference. So he sent me his notes and I was like, oh my God, we have like almost exactly the same notes. But he even had a few more. <laughs> like it's just a few it's more. Like, that I was, like, ear. I was like, yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> so I really hats off to him and hats off to Miguel Escueta who set up that connection and also helped us release first impressions as a single and just helped us along the way he always supported us yeah like i mean like we said it's like almost like a two-year process from the when we got it like on soundcloud recorded it and stuff and then after that you know we've been doing some gigs with the music learning how to play those live shows how to get it to sound good on live that's a whole different thing also yes there have been gigs where we're like it sounds rough yeah and then nowadays we're pretty pretty okay i think so yeah like and then this is the last step like Spotify, because it's like uh, you know the big the the big times the it's, show. It's where it's where people can listen to you all the time. Yeah, that's why it's like you're putting yourself on the widest platform. Then you should be ready in terms of like you don't want to have a bad quality on there. Also, exactly for the others, because it's like you know we there's can, room to yeah. get better and still like leave. It won't it really cost you much. Yeah. this one was like if we wanted to change the spot, that would be a tough difficult. I mean, like, listen to the first impressions on release on Spotify. It's so different from the from one the on the, the, ab- the, the, the EP. EP, which kind of is like uh, annoying me now. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's, it's part okay. of the progress. Yeah. Part of the progress. It's so, fine. So two years, I don't know. I mean, two years of like uh, it learning. It's a it's a weird thing because it it went by quick. Yeah. Some of it still feels like a, a new new parts of like the music uh, like you're still learning how to make these things better 
but at the same time we also been working on new music yes along the way so yes. it's more of like we this spotify release was like the the closing of the introduction or the first chapter of um okay. this this the no one's home media empire we like yeah. to call it <laughs> like because we came out with a podcast too along the way these yeah two years. I was like, dude that's so true though i mean we would have seen the podcast the, oh there was yeah. i mean our, our facebook page is like a meme center almost yeah. <laughs> so it's like a, it's a media empire at this yeah. point the, or what <laughs> that's what we're trying to make it become okay, obviously <laughs> we're over projecting ourselves um the there w- one of our listeners or one of our podcast listeners mentioned on his social media that he learned about us from the podcast. Dude, let's give him a shout out. Yeah, can can you look that up? Yeah, we'll pull um, it up again. What he what he said. Yeah, but it was so nice because he said uh, he learned about us from the podcast, and then he only found out when we dropped the EP that we were actually musicians <laughs> as well. So he, I mean, like that's the reverse. We we came out of this podcast because we were like we already had the stuff for making music and we're like now we can just talk yeah so shouts out to michael apeludin i don't know how to pronounce that yeah yeah michael apeludin (laughs) but that was a really nice thing to see yeah kind words about the podcast and the music and he's one of the (laughs) actually he he messaged before about uh the playoffs and you know he he wanted to know our opinions and that he he he's one of those that gives us feedback about the podcast yeah. so really uh, thank you very much for for continuing to talk to us and we appreciate you sharing and how we affect you that's kind of the main um outcome that made me kind of uh know that it was worth it these two years of like i would have liked to finish it quicker but you know after two years and like we got all this stuff done eh. Like, hey, I'm happy with what we've done. Yeah, and for the next one, maybe it won't take as long. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully man. not. <laughs> I think it's more of just getting, fi- getting through all these first motions. I know. And then just continuing with consistency. I mean, when you think about some of the musicians who really got big, it they did grind for some years. You know what I mean? It, these two years might actually just be nothing yet. Yeah, and I I'm excited about our new music, honestly. Without without overhyping it, it's just despite feeling bogged down when we were trying to f- to to remaster the old EP, it feels like when I'm writing to the new beats that we're growing still. Yeah, sure. When like in the past months that I've been made some new beats, it's really just the new, like you, you the subtleties of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, like in the NBA, like you're a, a little bit more experienced. You're like, I don't need to be. Um, as careful go yeah no or like I don't have to go as hard into the like reckless mm, as mm, before mm, like mm, you know mm, how to mm, play it smart sorry sorry right? the opposite yeah man. like not so like making beats is as much like brute force trial and error some of it's like you're you got some set patterns mm-hmm. like, we got some plays in the book that will work yeah that that I understand that yeah uh, you, you actually previewed a beat to me before we but I'm, we're not gonna play it because it's gonna be a secret <laughs> but you but and it sounds so good, man. Like, we're coming. And I was saying, like, you know, maybe some of the, the the tracks coming up in our next projects will be just beats because, honestly, Mark started out as just a producer, like no rapper involved, and his his beats were dope on their own. And I think that now actually, you should still be releasing those beats, like e- even if it's just like no rap. And it can still just be unknown. So I'm just shooting ideas out here, man. <laughs> Dude. We'll talk about it in yeah. our m- morning meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible under this new format of the, the media empire. Media empire <laughs> the no one's home network. I mean, man. we're collaborating more than ever. Podcast guests and um, artists, artists, and uh, even yeah, like sound engineers. Like we're and other we're exp- other rappers actually yeah. have been collaborating with. That's them. why we're you know we. We started out with like a singular, like not purpose, but just like, um, like one dimensional mm-hmm. terms of like we just make rap music, and now it's like that's just one of the things we do. The things we do. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but yeah. But I, like, if there's a, like, I got, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm good with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun, man. Are you having fun? Yeah, that's good. This is um, yeah. I, how long have we been home? Home, but the the EP is around two years, I think. So we've been 
a little maybe longer a bit, than that. Maybe like two and a half. We should really get this shit straight because if we ever have to make a biopic, how's that gonna work? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I see no dates in the. I know, dude. In in biopics, man. No, but like the origin, <laughs> you're gonna say like we we met here and yeah, then. Let, let's get the biopic status <laughs> first, and then we'll worry about dude. the dates. Just just a just a fun thought. Yeah, that's true. I I know it was sometime in Feb. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Whew. So, anything else about the EP final thoughts or any? Um, if you if you've made any it stories that uh that you can remember about making this thing. Uh, oh well, okay. In the last track uh, on floodlights on the outro. Oh yeah, you if you've heard floodlights, if you listen to it the whole way through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was the first song we made. So that was the first song we ever made, recorded in my room. His old room. My old room, yeah. Um, and the, the room equip- I grew up in. The equipment that we use, we had we we used the same mic. Mic, but we didn't have a sound sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I was recording in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> like we would, no, no, we would open the doors <laughs> to like block him from the rest of the room. <laughs> yeah, it it looked Dude. janky, f, yeah. but you know it Hilarious. felt fun. It felt fun and. In the outro, I say a uh, shout out to my dog Roxy. Uh, since then, that dog's passed away, and listening to that song for the first time after a long time, um, listening to it when it was finally dropped on Spotify, and listening to the outro, I was like, "Man, I freaking miss that dog." <laughs> she was Roxy just was a good dog. she would just chill around when we would record. Like she would just lie down, do whatever. Yeah, that was she was a great dog. She was an American bully. I just uh shout out to that dog again. Good Dude, what is it? Shout out to Roxy. Bark 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 bark. bark, bark. Clown Clown bark. bark. Then we say like bye. We out. Yeah, we out. Yeah. Dude. That was the first song we ever made. It's so it w- even like if you listen to it, it's kind of um unpolished, but it's in the sense we were just like it's the pure energy of why we even thought we might want to do this. Yes. The other parts were a bit more calculated, but you know that's also part of like being growing and trying to be a good artist musician. Yeah. But if you're like, floodlights is the like the, the childish energy that that got us here in the first place, man. That's why I rapped on it because it's like I lo- it's just because I like that music. It wasn't because I was really trying. I knew I was a good rapper or, or I really that was like a part of like um, trying to be cool or whatever because it's like the popular music. It was just because you know this is the this is what I like and now yeah. I get to try it. That was just a random Saturday. We were just we were already exploring the idea yeah, of recording I mean, a song. We had, we had rapped before, but then we were just like, you know what? Let's record a yeah, song. Yeah, let's record a yeah. song. And I was like, okay, cool. And we just made a day of it, and it was really fun. I know. Meg's dies was there, right? Yeah, we jammed also. Yeah, because we, yeah, we really didn't know what was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like th- nowadays we're more planned in like, podcasts, whatever. Back then, it was just like, we don't know if it will, it will be good enough for <laughs> if what. A, if anything is going to come out of today. Yeah. Look at us now. It's on Spotify, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, forgive, forgive us if we're kind of like self-indulging in in having our music up. It's just, it was, it's been a long time. Yeah. And we've been, we've we been did, partners we, we for haven't, a while. We haven't actually, since, I mean, like we finally released it. We haven't processed that whole experience just yet. So this is probably this is it. it. Yeah. This is it. Like I said, we're closing a chapter and it's the beginning of the rest of the the journey. Yeah. I mean, some steps have already been taken along the way, but now it's like new music's pretty exciting. Yes. That's the main feeling. Same. Because there's so much like we know so much more. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh you know, that being said, I just wanna take the opportunity also to thank everybody that's supported us along the way. To the new supporters, welcome to the empire. <laughs> <laughs> to the old supporters, thank you for sticking around, sticking around, like said, going to gigs. Like listening. when people were like finally in Spotify, I'm like, wow. So they still, we mm-hmm. still, you know, in their in their minds, in the back of their heads mm-hmm. for that. I was like, wow, okay. Because even I was like, you know, maybe they're they moved on. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, it's nice. Pleasantly it's, surprised. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for the warm reception. Um. The way it, mentioning us in your stories, uh, yes, reaching out to us individually, telling us congratulations, it really does mean a lot to us because we did we we put work into this. Yes, 
So uh, thank you. We can't thank you enough, actually. And we hope that you continue to stay with us on this journey of whatever it is we're doing. <laughs> I guess we'll find out yeah, along the way. But we're having a good time. We hope you're having a good time, too. Dude, if you're home alone, quote it, wink, yeah. wink, wink, listening wink. to this, then you're part, of, you know, you're part of that journey, man. Yes, you are. This is the reason or the where we came from. Mm-hmm. Making, like That was what we was sparked. Mm-hmm. There's no one's home media empire. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. need a better name. Dude, <laughs> what do you mean? Me- what do you mean? Okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll, 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 rough, we'll, we'll workshop it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was mentioning that. Like, no one's home is a very flexible name. It can encompass so many things. No right? one's home media. Maybe we can cut oh, the empire. Shit. No one's home media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be the formal name. <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, back to, <laughs> b- back to F1. Man, Charles Leclerc lost. Oh crap! So they happened. <laughs> Some guy named Verstappen just won. No, he was in. He started second in the first lap. He fell back to seventh, and somehow he won. Red Bull. I'm just gonna have to, and Red Bull is the third best team in F1 right now. So they haven't won any races this year. I don't know how this happened. Damn. <laughs> okay, I think uh, that that's it for episode <laughs> 14 of No One's Homies. Uh, we we are now left aghast. At the results of this race. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to the EP. EP. If you haven't... Give it a listen. If you if you, um, like it, maybe share it too. Please. Do. <laughs> yeah. And if you're going to share it on social media, be sure to tag us, uh, No One's Home PH. Uh, you can tag me, Claudicius Clay, on Instagram. Mark is Marky Mark Yap. Yes. And uh, again... The EP is called Home Alone. It's on Spotify now, people. Artwork by Julia Kuenyang. Um, Sound engineering by Juni Devesais. I really hope I'm <laughs> Slash Manny. Right. Slash Manuel Avid. Slash Manuel Avid. And uh, uh, just a big support coming from Miguel Escueta. Miguel Escueta and Big House Records. Thank you. And our friends and family. Yes. This was for you, Ma. <laughs> we made it, Ma. Or what? We're making it, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> We're making it. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Peace out. Peace out from the Empire. <laughs> <laughs>